Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Excited to share uh, this next episode of Pastors Unplugged. Uh, as you can see here, we've got an important topic. You can find this article, as with all articles, at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. And this one is titled, A Call to Christian Leaders. A Call to Christian Leaders. And I'm just going to read it, but also comment uh, every now and then. So without question, one of the hardest jobs is being a Christian leader, especially a pastor. Uh, and we can go through the whole list. Many of you are familiar with this. You know, close friends leave you. Uh, others betray you. Social media slams you. Uh, the world hates you. And demonic forces rally against you and your marriage. This is why thousands exit the ministry each year. And while I'm here, you guys can see this one right here. A, a father's families would rather see a sermon. And it goes on to say, see a sermon, then hear one any day. So you can find this article for fathers. Families would rather see a sermon. It really ties in nicely with this one. But we're also stretched as Christian leaders financially, relationally, emotionally, and physically, all while living in a fishbowl for the world to see. Pastors' wives also feel it, and they are often the unsung heroes in this battle. We need to be crystal clear here. Uh, the wife is what helps uh, us do what we do. Uh, it's the two shall become one flesh, and if they ever back out of the game, you know, ministry is over. And so I think we need to realize just how important that is and treat them accordingly. Find time for date nights. Don't put the ministry ahead of them. That will happen from time to time, but overall, uh, we need to put our family first, or God first, then family, then marriage, uh, of course, and then uh, on to the church life. And of course, those those things shift. Sometimes it's more effort on the church um, when when you know certain crisis hits. But anyway, anyway, let me just keep going. Popularity won't fix the problem. Popularity won't fix the problem. To deal with the stress of ministry, we sometimes believe that popularity, what we call celebrityism, will fix our problems. Life will be so much easier if I could get a mega ministry and uh, if I could pastor uh, a church with, you know, a huge audience and thousands, tens of thousands, hundred thousand followers on a popular podcast and, you know, and just well known and traveling and speaking. And, um, trust me, uh, that's not the case. Uh, busyness can be a real, real cruel slave master. And I, I often look back at the times when we first started the church. And uh, if I could go back to those times, many times I would jump at the opportunity, just the time with the family, uh, just, you know, the more obviously the ministry grows, the more attacks you have, the more critics you have. Um, but also you want to walk in that anointing that God has given you as well and to not run from it. Uh, if I could have returned or if I could return to having a small church without a national calling, I may jump at the opportunity. The slower pace of life was refreshing. Remaining true to God's call, not mine, is the only thing that keeps me going. 
Let God grow it. Let God grow it. Whether it's uh, speaking, um, I'm sorry, whether it's speakers who travel and they require a Hollywood status, uh, they call it itinerant speakers, worship teams demanding the rock star treatment, or pastors chasing likes and retweets, celebrityism has infiltrated the churches on a scale never seen before. And of course, I've been privilege to go, you know, behind the scenes at some pretty big events and green rooms. I won't mention the bands, um, you know, but just the arrogance and even some of the speakers, uh, you know, have my water chilled at 72 degrees, you know, pick me up in this type of vehicle, or, you know, I want organic chicken breast with, you know, this type of tossed salad and, um, which I like that idea, but you know, and it's okay to request things, but to be there to be a servant and to understand if it wasn't for the grace of God, you wouldn't even be there. And just, you know, sitting in the green room, kind of away from the crowd. And, um, I know for security reasons, things like that, we have to be careful, but overall, I mean, just the celebrityism is, is sad to watch, uh, many times when I go to certain events. And uh, this must also break the heart of God because no flesh should glory in his presence. Of course, we know 1 Corinthians one twenty nine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with God growing a ministry as long as he, I'm sorry, as long as we remember who grew it. It's not about your position, but your posture, the posture of your heart. And if you're watching this versus listening, you see that our uh, audio book of the month popped up. So you can download your free ebook. I'm sorry, not audio, your free ebook. Uh, and you, it's called Rend the Heavens. Oh God, would you rend the heavens and contending for another spiritual awakening? So that's again on my website. And uh, that is the one we're giving away this week or actually this month. And so it goes on to say here, um, I probably have to click on this screen though to click out of this one. I don't know if I can keep reading. Let's try. We are not celebrities. We are sent to help the broken, the hurting, and the lost. We are not building our ministry. Let God handle that. We are called to build others. The American idol mentality will never usher in another spiritual awakening. It will actually repel it. Granted, my motives aren't always pure if I don't stay close to the fountain of living water and drink deeply. Brokenness and humility must be the fuel that fills us. The enemy's whisper. God took the small town boy with dyslexia who was often labeled stupid and called him to the ministry. God opened enormous doors to air my sermons across America, write books and speak nationally. For this reason, I must be on guard when the devil whispers in my ear, look at everything you have built. To be sure, there's nothing wrong with godly ambition. We must be disciplined and respond to God's call, but he must get all the glory and all the credit. In other words, you can take someone that's just as popular, who has a humble, broken heart, seeks the heart of God, fast and prays and, and just the anointing of God, the presence of God, you can tell is in their ministries and their words. And then you can take someone with the same, same amount of followers, likes, platform, exactly the same. And, uh, Maybe the devil helped them build this one. I don't know. But there's a lot of arrogance. You know, maybe God gives them both the gifts to see how they would handle it. The, the arrogance, uh, the superstar status, kind of demanding, critical, thinking more highly of themselves than they should, uh, a certain fee. I don't, I won't come speak for under $10,000. You know, it's like, man, say, see, saying, saying, what's the difference? Well, it's the heart, the issue of the heart. It's always an issue of the heart in this regard. Green rooms need to become prayer rooms. I've been backstage in green rooms, like I said earlier. And although not true of all of all people, the spiritual condition of many is sad to witness. We are watchmen, weepers, and teachers, not 
rock stars. Amen. Not rock stars who need green rooms full of delights and water chill to 40 degrees. I think I was looking for 40 degrees last a few minutes ago, not 72 degrees. <laughs> Maybe the, the air conditioning needs to be 72, right? Give me a break. Uh, I just like, well, anyway, I'm not going to go on that rabbit trail. We are not special, but God is. Instead of coming to an event, instead of coming to an event and sliding in under the radar, doing our thing and exiting unnoticed, we need to be among the people whenever possible. It's exhausting, but it's what we are called to do, to turn green rooms into prayer rooms. His presence must be our pursuit. We must repent of our celebrity status if we are going to see God move in these dire times. His presence must be our pursuit. And again, I reference an article here. Um, if you click on my website, it'll take you to an article that deals exactly with God's presence. Too many focus on posturing, name dropping, and rubbing elbows with superstars. Facebook timelines are full of selfies while prayer closets remain empty. Instead of rubbing elbows, we need to be bending knees. Now, there's nothing wrong with if you want to get a picture with someone. I was at an event with Turning Point USA and uh, went to dinner with Eric McTaxis. Uh, talked to John Cooper with Skillet for a while. My wife got some pictures, you know, and I think it's kind of cool to, 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 you know, to remember. And, uh, um, it, again, as long as the heart's right, but if I'm just going there to look for selfies on a post, look how cool I am. We could have took a lot more pictures. I could have tracked down, you know, Charlie Kirk to, you know, you name it. A lot of people are there, but, um, again, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's just the heart, the motive behind it. Uh, it was funny. I was at a, at, at event. It's called Grace Fest in our area, about five to 6,000 people. I've spoken there a few times and, um, but I usually go and we have a book table and we gave away 500 copies of my books. Uh, it's about $50,000 worth of, if you were to sell it retail, uh, of, of, of books. And so I'm signing them. It's like a couple hours and finally left. And people I'm posting on Facebook, uh, and they're like, well, well, I thought you wrote an article about celebrityism and what are you doing that for? And I'm like, what are they missing here? There's nothing wrong with, Signing books and posting a picture about it and encouraging people, hey, more free downloads are here. And so I just, you know, the judgmental Jerry's and critical Cathy's are, uh, are, are not uh, hard to find these days. Um, but again, it's an issue of the heart. And unless you know a person's heart, you got to be pretty careful unless it's, you know, pretty obvious that they are, um, you know, jockeying for position and name dropping. I mean, it's pretty clear. We've all been guilty of it. You know, uh, it's just a matter of getting our hearts right again. So many gauge success by the popularity of their social media feed rather than the fullness of the spirit. And they need to gauge it by faithfulness to the call, not really how busy they are. They're active on many platforms, but heaven barely knows their name. And like Samson, they know not that the spirit has departed. Did you catch that? Like Samson, they know not that the spirit has departed. No many, no wonder so many struggle with depression. See, here, see my dyslexia, my, my, my eyesight wants to skip next sentence and it's challenging reading these things. No wonder so many struggle, maybe I'll slow down, with depression and leave the ministry. You must serve in God's strength rather than your own. It's his sovereignty and that will be your sanity. Don't lean, stand. 
Many don't notice their drift away from God in their pursuit of notoriety. And this happens all the time. As soon as you start to pursue notoriety, look at some of these big mega churches that have fallen recently, pastors, you know, pursuing that notoriety. I'm New York's number one pastor. I'm the America's number one pastor. If they're pursuing that, there's just no way around it. You will drift from God. When we compromise our character, we will eventually compromise the gospel, the message of the gospel, because we want to please people. Samuel Rodriguez once shared a story where a pastor asked him, Hey, Sam, we lean left. What way do you lean? Pastor Rodriguez shot back. We don't lean. We stand. Amen. In other words, he's saying we don't lean left, right? Uh, we, we stand for the truth. We don't lean. We're standing for the truth. We're going to be that beacon of light. And I wish that all pastors had the fire of the spirit within them and stood for the truth. Now, when it comes to leaning left or leaning right, obviously, one of those directions in which you lean is going to be more in favor of God's biblical principles. Let's, let's be crystal clear on that. Uh, and the left, for example, that, that's been known to, you know, that's been tagged lately. They seem to drift away from God's principles from abortion to gay marriage, LGBTQ issues to the border. It's just, just alarming to see the drift. And again, the right, again, you can you can be right in your reasoning, but wrong in your attitude. So although you might have good principles, if your character stinks, and that's what we're seeing with some of these senators, some of these leaders on the right, is that their character doesn't match the message. And we need to get back to our character mass, um, our character matching the message at least as 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 much as we can. Not about perfection again, but direction, the direction of our heart. We must seek God's presence not our preeminence, and spiritual power, not popularity. Blinded by pride, we can easily become unteachable, no longer able to hear the voice of God. If we are to kill the cancer of celebrityism, pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. Andrew Murray, a man on his knees, Coming to an end here now, the heartbeat of prayer must regulate every facet of our life. What a man is on his knees before God, that he is, and nothing more. Robert Murray McShaney. We must once again elevate brokenness over followers and humility over likes. Leonard Ravenhill once lamented, everyone wants my mantle, but no one wants the sackcloth and the ashes. It's not too late. We must repent of our selfish pursuits of celebrityism and return to our first love. God will refill and refuel you with times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. That is our only hope. So again, if you'd like to read this article and send it out to friends and family, you can find it at shaneidleman.com. Again, shaneidleman.com under uh, the title, A Call to Christian Leaders, We Are Not Celebrities. And you'll find it here under articles. Also, the free book of the month, uh, Oh God, rend the heavens. Come down and visit your people again. That should be our prayer. And I just uh, did a quick short on YouTube because people are asking me my thoughts on uh, the Southern Baptist churches. All of them are in decline, except a little 1% up in the, I think, the Northeast area. And, uh, you know, COVID played a role, of course. Uh, also, um, you know, when, when, a, when, let's say a, a Robert McMurray McShaney comes in there or Leonard Ravenhill or a fiery pastor full of the spirit of God, that church might decrease <laughs> before it increases. Uh, I think it was Pastor Chuck Smith and others have called it blessed subtraction. When you get rid of those who don't really need to be there in order for God to build, you might, you might go through a season of subtraction. I know we sure have at our church in the past. 
And uh, but then from that, though, if the churches are declining and the pew seems to be dead, you need to check the spiritual uh, condition of the pulpit, because when the pulpit is on fire, the pew is on fire. People want to come and watch you burn, as John Wesley would say. So if we could get back to the prayer closet, the fire of the spirit and, uh, and, and, and brokenness and humility and say, God, what do you want to say in that unction of the spirit? You'll see salvations. We see them just about every week now, baptisms every weekend. Uh, and it's nothing we're doing. It's what God is doing as we submit and surrender to him. So yes, a dead church, a dying church can be revived again, but they might need to remove some stubborn deacons, uh, some, some calloused carries and, uh, uh, you know, judgmental Jerry's and it might, it might take some time of, of weeding out the weeds and then letting God rebuild. But for the most part, a living vibrant church should be seeing new people coming in, lives being changed, uh, at least, you know, depending on the size of your church. And I've seen it all. You know, we've went from, uh, a small church, of course, starting out and then we became a medium church and then we became what is considered a large church. And I think a mega church is like 2000 people or so. Um, and then staying as a large church, the ministry became a mega ministry. We reaching, you know, I don't even know how many, I honestly don't know with radio and different things. It's been estimated about 150,000 people possibly a day through radio and different things. Um, and so God has given us that platform. But um, being faithful in every little step he bought you or brought you into is, is one of the keys as well. Hey, faithful in the little things, God's going to bless with more. Maybe he doesn't bless with more. Maybe he takes away. I've been getting alerts on Facebook lately. I don't know if it's legitimate on on, you know, your copyright. We're going to, you know, this is your last chance. I've got a couple strikes on YouTube before. And I don't even contact them. I don't even want to. I don't fight it because I'm like, man, if they kick me off social media and YouTube, that might be even just more relaxing. I wouldn't have to do podcasts. I wouldn't have just go and preach and, and go home. But, you know, I know God's got other plans for us uh, and let him let him build the ministry. Um, it doesn't mean we don't struggle with things from time to time. You know, I struggle with with things and, you know, you want to be involved in things. It's kind of cool uh, to, to, to do this and meet people. And hey, man, now we're, we're at, you know, 500 people or our church doubled. And it, it's, it's, it's good. We just have to make sure our hearts are right and, and checking it before the Lord. And, and usually it's good with numbers just to, you know, I'm learning to, uh, I don't even have them text me our numbers anymore. Uh, I mean, you know, it's obvious if a church is growing or not and you can't get fo focused on that. But if it's, if it's becoming about numbers and likes and followers and, um, how many have attended this Sunday versus last Sunday or we do it, you, you can get really warped in your thinking and it can, it, you can start doing things where you're looking on, uh, like, you know, clickbait or let me do this to be controversial and get the numbers up versus just Lord, let me be faithful and let you bring the numbers. Cause when God brings the numbers, they're going to stick and they're going to be good ones. So anyway, hope that helped reading this article, this week's article, a call to Christian leaders. We are not celebrities. Additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. 
Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.